Blog Talk Radio. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's a pleasure being with you one more time. This is your weekly radio talk show, Islam for Mankind. Uh, immense pleasure to be with you. Uh, it's been a week since we talked last time, and I appreciate uh, all of our audience being with us one more time. Inshallah ta'ala, as uh, you probably saw in the title that we we will be speaking about the importance of the day of Ashura as well as this uh, tremendous sacred month that we are upon. Para nuestros amigos que hablan español, muy bienvenidos al programa. Este es su programa semanal Islam para la Humanidad. Y... Uh, Hoy, inshallah ta'ala, vamos a hablar de este asunto de, del año nuevo, el año musulmán, el, este primer mes sagrado del año y el día de Ashura. Uh, es un día bien importante para los, los musulmanes y para la, las naciones que vinieron en el pasado. Uh, we start by saying, alhamdulillah, ونعوذ بالله تبارك وتعالى من شرور أنفسنا سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله تعالى فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الله سبحانه وتعالى the creator of the heavens and the earth has praised and glorified uh, the sacred months, the four sacred months of the year, as he created uh, from the day they created the heavens and the earth, he made it so that the calendar, the lunar calendar is 12 months, and out of those 12 months, he glorified four months and made them sacred. Uh, and he made them very special times a year, times in which uh, uh, people can... Uh, do more acts of worship to get closer to uh, their creator, to seek his pleasure. These are months in which also the bad deeds, the punishment for the bad deeds is also uh, elevated or or could be doubled. The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, gave a very special attention to these months, and especially this month that we are upon, the month of Al-Muharram, which is the very first month of the lunar year. Uh, in performing as many acts of worship as possible, especially uh, fasting a great deal. He fasted, especially the day of Ashura, which is the 10th day of this month of Al-Muharram. Ashura comes from the uh, the number Ashara, which is number 10 in the Arabic language. His Allah said that he was, as he was collected by Muslim, the best fasting as after Ramadan is the month of Allah Al-Muharram. And when he, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, peace be upon him, migrated to Al-Madinah from Mecca, he found that the Jews of Al-Madinah, the Jews that lived in Al-Madinah, they found them fasting the day of Ashura. When he asked about them, asked about that and about the reason that they were doing that they said and this hadith this actually was collected in the, in the uh, it was a hadith that collected by Bukhari on 
on the authority of Ibn Abbas, uh, the Prophet uh, Ibn Abbas said that the Jews uh, answered the Prophet when he asked, and they said, this is a, a righteous day. This is a day that Allah, the Almighty, saved Musa and the Israelites uh, from their enemy, from Fir'aun, the Pharaoh. And Musa <coughs> used to fast this particular day. So Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, I am more worthy of Musa than you. So he fasted it and ordered the companions to do the same. And by the way, him saying, I am more worthy of Musa than you, this is based on another hadith uh, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said that all the prophets and the messengers are brothers. Uh, their mothers are different, but their religion, their creed is the same. So that's why he meant by, I'm more worthy of Musa than you. Then Ibn Abbas said that later on, some of the Sahaba said, the Messenger of Allah, this is a day that the Christians and the Jews glorify. As if they're saying, we, uh, are we to imitate them? We should do things differently. As it was the, uh, the, the way of uh, Islam from day one, that Allah Ta'ala wanted the Muslims to do things differently from the previous nations. And he's, so the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, if I live till next year, I will fast the 9th and, uh, and the 10th of this month. Para nuestros amigos que hablan español, nuestro Señor, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, alabado sea, ha glorificado estos meses, los meses sagrados. Y en su libro sagrado en el Corán nos explicó que uh, hay cuatro meses de cada año que son que son uh, de cada año lugar lunar que son sagrados y ahora estamos en uno de ellos se llama el Muharram estos meses son una oportunidad para uh, los creyentes para que si quieren se quieren acercarse más de de Allah, de su Creador, quieren que uh, hacer buenas obras para que hagan haga que Él, que su Señor, sea complacido con, con ellos. Y también los profet el profeta Muhammad, que la paz de Dios sea con él, dio atención especial a este mes, este mes del Muharram. Él uh, realizó muchas más, uh, muchos más actos de, de adoración, lo más que podía, y especialmente ayunó mucho, eh, y uh, ayunó especialmente la, el día de, de Ashura. Él dijo, este hadith fue reco, recogido por Muslim, el mejor ayuno después de Ramadán es el mes de Allah al-Muharram. Y cuando el profeta, profeta Muhammad, que la paz de Dios sea con él, que sea con él uh, y, uh, y emigró a la Medina desde de la Meca, se dio cuenta que los judíos de la del Medina, porque había muchos judíos que, que vivían en el Medina, y, y si usted se está preguntando, pero ¿por qué había judíos en el Medina, en, en, en el desierto de, de Arabia?, esa es una, uh, un cuento por otro día, pero le, le, le digo porque ellos sabían 
desde sus, sus libros sagrados que el, el último mensajero de Allah uh, iba a, a emigrar a, a esta ciudad. Entonces vinieron uh, tribus de judíos uh, y se, uh, se mudaron a, a al Medina para esperar a este, a este mensajero. Y cuando el, el profeta Muhammad, que la paz de Dios sea con él, preguntó, pero ¿por qué ustedes ayudan este día? Uh, ellos dijeron, y este hadith fue el comedor del Bukhari por, bajo la autoridad de Ibn Abbas, dice, los judíos di, dijeron que este es un día uh, importante, es un día justo, y uh, este es el día que Allah salvó Musa y los hijos de Israel de, uh, de, sus, de su enemigo, el, el feroz, Feraón, y Musa, que la paz de Dios sea con él, lo ayunaba. Entonces el profeta Muhammad, que la paz de Dios sea con él, dijo, estoy más digno de Musa que ustedes, así que él lo ayunó y ordenó a sus compañeros que hagan lo mismo. Entonces, Ibn Abbas dijo que después algunos de los sahabas dijeron, o mensajero de Allah, este es un día que los cristianos y los judíos glorifican como si diciendo que tenemos que hacer las cosas diferente. Entonces el profeta de Allah, que la paz de Dios sea con él, dijo que si vivo hasta el próximo año voy a ayudar el día a noveno y el día décimo de este mes. Entonces, Tasu'a y Ashura, voy a ayudar el día 9 y el día 10 de este mes sagrado. So, uh, How, how did the Israelites come to enter Egypt? I mean, the Israelites did not live originally in Egypt. Uh, uh, and how did, what is their story with Pharaoh? And how did the whole thing start? We have to say that the, the uh, Israelites, the children of Israel, used to be people of Tawhid, monotheism. And they used to live in Palestine. And they were called the children of Israel because They were the children of Yaqub, Jacob, peace be upon him. He, uh, Allah called him or gave him or nicknamed him Israel, which means the servant of Allah, Abdullah. And when the incident happened with Yusuf and his, and, uh, and, uh, his uh, brothers, his uh, ten brothers, Uh, these older brothers that were so jealous and envious of him, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in the Quran, they ended up taking him, uh, well, asking first, asking their father for permission to to take him uh, out with them on a trip, in which they decided to throw him in a well in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the desert. And he was later on picked up, picked up by a, a caravan That were looking, that were looking for water, and uh, they took him and they sold him into slavery in Egypt. And I'm just telling the story uh, very briefly because uh, because at a time. So uh, it was by the decree of Allah that he found himself uh, uh, in the, the household of the most powerful, one of the most powerful families in Egypt. And with, as you know, with every bounty come trials and tribulations. Yusuf, Alayhi Salam, Joseph, 
was given what uh, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, uh, described when he saw him the night of the ascension. He said that he was given half of the beauty, meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala split beauty between Yusuf alayhi salam, and we'll say Allah ta'ala created beauty, and he split it between Yusuf and the rest of mankind. Uh, he was given uh, unbelievable looks. He was given beauty that uh, uh, no one has ever seen. So, uh, unfortunately, that ended up being a source of troubles for him. Uh, the women, uh, and I'm sure that, uh, my dear listeners, you you were expecting me to say that because this is the biggest fitna for, for women. The women, uh, of course, uh, they... Uh, when he grew up and became a young man, he became a source of of uh, fitna for for the women, especially the woman that he in whose household household he was raised, the woman that practically raised him, the wife of Al Aziz, one of the uh, the most powerful men in Egypt. She ended up having a desire and lust for him, and and when he refused her advances and her offers, uh, he was ultimately punished and put in jail. It was said that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was also, uh, if, if let's say, if Yusuf, Joseph was given half of the beauty, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was given all of the beauty. But he was, go- was given something that Yusuf, Joseph, peace be upon him, did not get, was not given. And it's called Al-Hayba, Al-Jalal, Al-Waqar. And as this, the, the eloquent Bedouin woman, a woman by the name of Umm Muhammad, uh-huh. described him, and I'll bring you some of the description that she gave when she saw him. He said, uh, the only way that I can define uh, this man is uh, lordliness, properness, uh, dignity, and portliness, which... Uh, makes it that even though he was given all of the beauty, meaning that he was the best-looking man that ever walked the earth, anyone who looks at him, man or woman, they cannot bear to do so for long. You see the difference? Uh, he was someone that commanded respect, that had so much dignity that you could not look him in the eye for too long. You could not look at him for too long. And because of that, he was not a source of fitna for the women of the Arabic Peninsula. They saw him, and they could not bear, even though he was unbelievably good-looking, had looks that nobody had ever seen before. Uh, But people could not, especially women, they could not bear look at him for too long for him to become uh, a source of fitna of desire of lust for them as as you know what happened with uh prophet yusuf joseph peace be upon him uh, in egypt ali nabi talib his cousin said that i this is his cousin and he practically grew up in his household this is what he said so i I like to look at his forehead i mean i love i love to look at his face sometimes i can but sometimes I find myself look, looking at, at the ground because I cannot handle looking at him too long. 
as he was like the illuminated moon. Imagine that. This is his cousin. I grew up in his household. I mean, it's because uh, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, uh, he took Ali, radiallahu anhu, may Allah be pleased with him, and raised him in his household. And he was the first child that accepted Islam. Uh, imagine you are his cousin. You grew up in his household, but you could not look at him for too long. That, that says a lot. Beauty, elegance, but at the same time, dignity, uh, properness. He commanded respect. You could, you could not look him in the eye for too long. And Haiba. And unfortunately, these, the words that express this in Arabic, it's very difficult to find an accurate translation for them in, in other languages. And such, this is why the Almighty uh, chose the Arabic language to be uh, the vehicle of the last revelation sent to mankind because it's such a powerful and eloquent language. Entonces, para nuestros amigos que hablan español, uh, vamos a ver, vamos a examinar por qué uh, que los uh, israelitas llegaron a entrar uh, a vivir en, en Egipto y cuál es su historia con Firaón uh, y cómo empezó toda la historia uh, entre entre uh, Firaón y, y José el profeta José y también el profeta Moisés que la paz sea con todos ellos uh, bueno lo, los los hijos de Israel fueron gente de Tawhid personas de Tawhid significa que solo adoraban a uno, un, 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 solo un Dios, único Dios, como, tal como los musulmanes de hoy. Y ellos vivían en, en la Palestina y uh, fueron llamados a, a los hijos de Israel porque eran los hijos de Jacob, eh, Jacob que, que la paz de Dios sea con él. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Uh, los, los llamó le dio este nombre de, de, de Israel porque en el, en el hebreo uh, significa uh, significa el, 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 el uh, Abdullah que es el uh, adorador uh, el siervo de Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala entonces Jacob fue un buen siervo de Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala y cuando el, el incidente ocurrió con José Yusuf y su, sus hermanos sus hermanos que eran más mayores que él eh, bueno te, te, tenían celos de él le echaron en un pozo y todos ustedes saben, conocen la historia este cuento lo, lo hicieron lo echaron en un pozo en el medio del desierto y él fue recogido por una caravana y vendido en la esclavitud en Egipto y por el decreto de Allah se encontró en la casa de una de las familias más poderosas de Egipto y con cada recompensa 
llega ensayos y tribulaciones. Y Yusuf fue, bueno, la recompensa que tuvo, la bondad que tuvo, que Allah se le dio, que, bueno, y vamos a a buscar las palabras del profeta Muhammad, uh, que la paz de Dios sea con él, para hablar de eso. Dijo el profeta Muhammad cuando le dio la, la noche de la ascensión que se le dio, se le dio a Allah la mitad de la belleza. Yusuf, José, Allah le dio, Allah Todopoderoso le dio la mitad de la belleza. Es decir que Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ha creado la belleza en el mundo y la, la dividió entre el resto del mundo el resto de la humanidad y, y Yusuf que José que la paz de Dios sea con él y eso fue una, una fuente de problemas para él la mujer en cuyo hogar fue criado tenía lujuria y tenía deseo para él y cuando él rechazó a sus ofertas, finalmente fue uh, castigado y fue uh, y puesto en la cárcel. Sí, y se decía, pero por, lo, por otro lado, para hacer una comparación entre, entre, la, entre el profeta uh, José, que la paz de Dios sea con él, y nuestro profeta Muhammad, que la paz de Dios sea con todos ellos, que Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sí, decimos sí, José fue dado la mitad de la belleza, que nuestro profeta Muhammad, que la paz de Dios sea con él, fue dado la belleza entera, toda la belleza. Pero se le dio uh, algo, Allah le dio algo, que José Yusuf, que la paz de Dios sea con él, no tenía. Algo que se llama en árabe, el haiba, el jalal, ya que la, la, una mujer beduina muy elocuente que se llama Ummu uh, Ma'bad uh, le describió de, de una manera bien, bien elocuente el, el, eh, y uh, di, dijo cuando su, vio al profeta Muhammad que la paz de Dios sea con él y estaba hablando con su marido después Dijo que la, la única manera que yo puedo definirlo es que él tiene señorío, honorabilidad, dignidad, gordura. Y, y por, por, el, por la, el, por, uh, porque el, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala le, le dio eh, esta Uh, esta belleza pero no le dio la belleza sola le dio esta honorabilidad, esta dignidad por lo que hace que uh, aunque fue el, el hombre más bello de la historia cualquier persona que lo mira que sea hombre o mujer no lo podían hacer por mucho tiempo, no lo podía uh, mirar no, no podía mirarlo por un, uh, un, uh, un tiempo extendido y por esta razón él no 
uh, no era una fuente de, de fitna para las, las uh, uh, y de deseo para las mujeres de la península árabe, como era uh, uh, Yusuf, yo, José, que la paz de Dios sea con él. Pero eh, espero que ustedes entiendan lo que estaba diciendo, es que él era el hombre más guapo de la historia, pero por esta dignidad que tenía, la gente no, no aguantaba mirarlo por mucho tiempo. Y eso es lo que dijo a Ali, que, la, que Allah se ha complacido con él. Y Ali fue su primo. Y él creció y fue criado en su casa, en la casa del profeta. Entonces lo conoció toda su vida. Entonces cuando uno crece y se está criado en la casa de una, otra persona... Tiene un nivel de uh, que, que está, se siente cómodo, tiene un nivel de comodidad uh, que se siente confortable con esta persona. Y uh, él dijo, escuche usted lo que dijo, me, me, siempre me, me gustó me, uh, uh, verlo, ver su frente, mirar su, a su casa, a su, mirar a su, perdón, a su cara. Y... A veces puedo, a veces lo puedo hacer, pero a veces me encuentro a mirar al suelo porque no, no, no podía manejar mirando a, a mirando, mirando a él demasiado tiempo, ya que era como la luna iluminada. So going back to Yusuf, he was uh, put in prison. But he was patient and he endured and persevered. And patience, and this learn, if we learn this lesson alone from today's talk, that patience along with true faith and certainty. Yeah, look at the combination, the important combination. Patience with true faith and certainty uh, is a key to success in this life and in the hereafter. Surah As-Sajda, Surah number 32, uh, the ayah number 24. And incidentally, uh, as, uh, the, the, in the in Fajr prayer, every Friday, the Imam has to recite this Surah, Surah As-Sajda. So Allah Ta'ala says, وَجَعَلْنَا مِنْهُمْ أَئِمَّةً يَهْدُونَ بِأَمْرِنَا لَمْ and we made a lot of translation we made from among them leaders guiding by our command when they were patient and when they were certain of our signs so uh, true faith patience true faith certainty and uh, this is the combination uh, uh, this is the combination that leads to success in this life and in the hereafter. SubhanAllah. So after Yusuf persevered through his adversity, he did not complain, and he was content with the decree of his Lord. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised, as Allah ta'ala promises his righteous servants, he subhanahu wa ta'ala lifted him from the shackles of prison, into becoming one of the most powerful men in Egypt. Just like that. SubhanAllah. This is the power of Allah. 
When he wants something done, he says, be, and it is. That's subhanAllah. So Yusuf, Joseph, was put in charge of the treasury of Egypt, being uh, the most important economy in the region. Egypt was the superpower of the region back then. People came to it from every corner of the earth to do business, to trade, to ask for financial help. He was, uh, and he was in charge of all of that. He was the one that decided who gets help, who doesn't, who gets a deal, who doesn't, who gets a trade, who doesn't. He was in charge of all of that. And it was Allah's way to bring his brothers that harmed him in the past, to be within his grasp, to be under his control, to be in a position, a position of weakness while he, while Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given him power. There's a, an expression that uh, saying that uh, became famous uh, and people started uh, thinking that it's uh, it's a hadith or it's a uh, that it is uh, like an ayah, something from the Quran or from the Sunnah, but it actually is not. It's uh, it is uh, just a uh, just a qawla, a saying that people started saying uh, that is yumhil wala yumhil yumhil. And look at this. This is the Arabic word play yumhil wala yuhmil. Almost the same letters, but just reversed. Yumhil, yuhmil. But they mean two different things. That Allah Ta'ala, uh, yumhil, that means he gives respite, he gives time, but he does not, yuhmil, he does not neglect. And this is so true that uh, the wrongdoers, Allah will give them time. He will give them chances uh, to maybe go back, to come back. But it doesn't mean that he neglects what they have done. I mean that they will sooner or later pay for what they have done. But better than that, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Surah Ibrahim. Translation, I never think that Allah is unaware of what the wrongdoers do. He only delays them for a day with the eyes of fear and horror. Para nuestros amigos que en español. Así que, regresamos a Yusuf. Que la paz de Dios que sea con él, José. Uh, él fue puesto en la prisión. Y después de su incidente con la mujer uh, que le había criado desagradablemente que le echaron en la prisión por nada por, por porque él rechazó sus ofertas y no hizo nada entonces fue paciente y que tuvo que 
a soportar y perseveró. Y tenemos que saber que la paciencia, junto con la verdadera fe y la certeza en Dios. Hermanos y hermanas y queridos oyentes, es clave para el éxito en esta vida y también en el más allá. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dijo, elegimos de entre ellos a jefes y, diri y a que les dirigieran uh, siguiendo nuestra orden como premio por haber perseverado y por haber esta estado convencido de nuestros signos. Entonces, uh, la fe, la paciencia y la certeza uh, en los signos y los versos de Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Así que después de que él perseveró a través de su adversidad y que no, sino que no se quejó y, uh, y se conformó con los decretos de su Señor, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, como le prometió a, a, a sus siervos justos, que uh, él uh, lo, lo levantó de los grilletes de, de la prisión en el converti, converti, convirtiéndose a, a, en uno de, de los hombres más poderosos de, de Egipto. Y fue uh, bueno, fue puesto a cargo de del tesorería de, de Egipto, siendo la economía más importante de la región uh, 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 en aquel tiempo, la gente vi, vino de todas partes para hacer negocio, para el comercio, para pedir ayuda financiera y también, uh, uh, bueno, para, uh, uh, bueno, la gente venieron, venieron a, a Egipto para, para todo, porque es, era, la, 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 era, era el país, era la, eh, bueno, el país más, más poderoso, más importante en, la, en esta uh, área. Entonces, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, le puso, uh, puso a José a cargo de todo eso. Él fue el que decidió quién Uh, podía hacer negocio y quien podía recibir ayuda y lo que no y quien no podía no podía entonces fue la manera de Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala de llevar a sus sus hermanos que le hicieron daño en uh, el pasado para estar a su alcance para estar bajo su control para estar en una posición de debilidad mientras que Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala le había dado, dado a, a, a José el poder entonces Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dijo en uh, Surat Ibrahim que irá uh, en Aya 42 y le digo que Sura es la Sura Ibrahim que es uh, a ver un momentito Ibrahim que es la Sura número 14 entonces, el número 14, el ayah, versículo 42, uh, dice, No creas que Allah se despreocupa de los que hacen los impíos, 
les remite solamente a un día miraran con los ojos desorbitados. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a veces deja pasar cosas para darle tiempo a la gente para que se arrepientan, para que cambien sus actitudes, para que cambien sus comportamientos, pero eso no significa que él se despreocupa uh, de, de, de eso. Significa que él uh, lo, los va a, 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 va a esperar hasta un día que ellos no se dan cuenta y le, le va a tomar con su, con su castigo. So Yusuf had his oppressors right in front of his eyes. He recognized them, but they had no idea who he was. Because, I mean, let's face it, when they put him in the well, they were already adults, and he was a child, so the adults don't change that much. But as, as a child, he changed and became a man. They could not recognize him. Uh, and he could have had them seized and arrested right then on the spot and got his revenge, do whatever he wanted with them. With them. But the prophets of Allah are not about revenge. They don't... They're, they, they're not out for themselves. They don't care about themselves. They're out to save humanity from themselves. Save humanity from the shaitan. Save humanity from being astray. They are all about guiding people to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he asked them, after he had a little conversation with them, to basically to make it look like he was you know, trying to get to know them and everything, he asked them, about the, the youngest brother, because they told him that they had a youngest brother back home. He said, well, why didn't you bring him? He said, if you well, go bring him, this way I will give you, you know, provision, food for him as well, because he was given that they were asking for, they were trading some merchandise and asking for food for their whole family. So uh, basically it was a, uh, to, to, a way for him to devise a way to, to, to give them a jolt, to give them a, a slap on their faces, uh, to, to make them see their wrongdoing. He, he said, well, if you don't go back and bring your brother, uh, I can't give you anything. I will not give you any food at all. So they had no choice. Uh, they went back. They got their brother. And uh, the story is well documented in the Quran. I'm not going to go through uh, into it in, in detail because of the time that we had. Uh, he, uh, they brought their brother, and uh, uh, so as, as a result of that, of, of a lot of things that happened, a lot of events that took place, uh, he ended up bringing his whole family to to Egypt, and of course, uh, reunited with his parents after his brothers realized that they. That he was Yusuf Joseph. I mean, they, 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 they did him wrong in the past and they repented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Israelites, the children of Israel, ended up living in, living in Egypt uh, and they multiplied tremendously because they had prosperity. And thanks to Yusuf, they had a, uh, a very high social and economical status, but they did not follow his advice, even though they were people of Tawheed, they became people of a ton of excessive luxury. 
which usually usually leads to oppression, they became oppressors as well. They did not follow the command of Allah. They ended up paying for it, unfortunately. Así que José Yusuf tenía, bueno, cuando llegaron a sus hermanos para pedir uh, ayuda, necesitaban uh, comida para la, para la, la familia entera, y uh, bueno, los, los tenía, tenía sus opresores justo delante de sus ojos y los reconoció pero no tenían ni idea de, de quién era de quién era fue él entonces él lo uh, podía haber ordenado que fuesen arrestados para tener su revancha pero los profetas de Allah no no buscan venganzas y que todos buscan guiar a la gente así al camino recto al camino de Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala entonces se le pidió a sus hermanos que traigan a, a su hermano más, más joven y dicen que se llama fue uh, Benjamin que es Benjamin o, uh, hoy día uh, para uh, y es eso fue su manera para idear una, una manera de darles estas uh, sacudidad, esta uh, palmada en, en su cara, para, para hacerle ver la, su, su mala acción en, en, lo, en lo que hicieron con él cuando era, era joven, cuando era niño. Y como resultó, resultado de, de eso, y no tengo tiempo para decirle toda, todo el cuento, pero el cuento es bien documentado documentado en, en, en el Corán sagrado en el capítulo de Yusuf de José, hay un capítulo entero que se llama uh, José y Yusuf que es el capítulo número, número 12, dice todo, todo el cuento en este en este uh, 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 en esta sura de, de Yusuf, de José pero como resultado de eso que terminó llevando a todas todos, la, todos los, los miembros de su, de su familia a Egipto y así que uh, uh, fue reunido con sus padres. Uh, los hijos de Israel entonces vivieron en Egipto y se multiplicaron allá y gracias a Yusuf, José, tenían un estatus social y económico bien alto, pero no siguieron los uh, consejos de, uh, de, de José, a pesar de que eran gente del Tawhid, monoteísmo, se convirtieron en personas de taraf, lujo excesivo, que por lo general conduce a la opresión. Se convirtieron en opresores, así ellos se... Uh, nos, no siguieron los, los, a los órdenes de Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala y terminaron pagando el precio por eso. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, as you know, is the one that gives the dominion to whoever he wills. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in, uh, 
Surat Ali Ibrahim. Qulillahumma malikal mulk. Qulillahumma malikal mulk. Tu'til mulka man tasha'a. Tu'til mulka man tasha'a. Wa tanzi'ul mulka mimman tasha'a. وتعز من تشاء وتذل من تشاء بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير تولد الليل في النهار وتولد النهار في الليل وتخرج الحي من الميت وتخرج الحي من الميت وتخرج الميت من الحي وترزق من تشاء بغير حساب سبحان الله it's beautiful powerful words in in سورة آل عمران chapter number 3 قل اللهم مالك الملك say oh Allah you are the owner of the dominion you are the one that owns the dominion subhanallah you're the one that gives dominion to whoever you, you will and you take it away from whoever you will this is by the way in chapter 3 ayah number 26 uh, 27 and 28 so uh, Allah says, say, oh Allah, the owner of the dominion or no, sovereignty. You give sovereignty or dominion to whoever you will. And you take it from whoever you will. And you honor whoever you will. And you humble whoever you will. In your hands is all good. Indeed, you are over all things competent. You cause the night to enter the day. And you cause the day to enter the night. And you bring the living out of the dead, and you bring the dead out of the living, and you give provision to whoever uh, you will without account. Allah Akbar. So, uh, number three, twenty-six and twenty-seven. So it's clear, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is the one that the people that sit on thrones and people that sit on chairs of uh, uh, of power let's say people that have any position of power you should know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that gives it to them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that takes it away uh, from them so Allah gave put Fir'aun the Pharaoh on the throne of Egypt and this is what happened after the death of Yusuf and after the children of Israel became became by the thousands, this Fir'aun, and I said, I'm saying this Fir'aun specifically, because Fir'aun is a title. It is uh, the Pharaoh, by the way, in case you didn't know, it is a title. Anyone, any king that sat on the uh, the throne of Egypt, uh, his title is Fir'aun, just like uh, Caesar and Khosrow and uh, 
the one in uh, Abyssinia, Najashi, all of those, they were titles. So this particular Pharaoh decided to seize all their possessions and to enslave them. And of course, he claimed to be the god of Egypt. He claimed to be, uh, uh, he claimed something that actually, in essence, belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to the creator of the heavens and the earth. But he was one of a few that, uh, that made that claim and ended up paying for it at the end. He's not the first one. So anyone who makes a claim of divinity, he ends up being destroyed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the end. And what comes after his death is worse because he is punished in the grave and is punished in, in, uh, severely in the hereafter. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us humility to know our place, that we are just servants and slaves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator of the heavens and the earth, to give us the humility to understand that slavery and servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a tremendous honor. It is the only way you can truly be honored in this life and the hereafter is by knowing your uh, place. And our, and our place uh, is to be in servitude, in complete uh, servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And remember, for those who follow this show, I've explained many times that the word Islam means to adhere and to obey and to uh, surrender your will to the will of the one that created you. It is an action. And this action was actually done by all the prophets and the messengers. That's why for us, Adam and Noah and Abraham, Abraham and Moses and Jesus and all the prophets that came in between, they were all Muslims. Why? Because they did this particular action. They did the action of uh, how to, uh, to obey they obeyed the Almighty. They adhered to His commands. They uh, uh, submitted to Him. Submission, such an important thing. Submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is such an important thing. They submitted to Allah. They obeyed His commands. He, they adhered to uh, uh, everything He told them to do. And they surrendered their will to his will. I mean, they will do, they did his will instead of their will. And this is the very uh, definition of a slave or a servant. is someone that executes the will of his master. And our master and our Lord is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The creator of the heavens and the earth is the one that created us. He's the one that sustains us. He's the one that manages our lives, as well as the lives of all of the creation, this whole universe. And uh, whoever falls into this arrogance, like the, like the Pharaoh, and many, many, there are many arrogant people 
uh, today on the face of the earth that they think that they're above everything, that they're better than the others, that they, if they had a chance, uh, they would also claim divinity. They would also want to be worshipped. Uh, subhanAllah. Uh, just actually, I don't have to go far. That uh, fool that, uh, that still, unfortunately, in charge of the country of Syria, that is killing people every day. Actually, he is, I don't know if a lot of you probably don't know this, but the ones that follow uh, the channels that, that are in, in Arabic, you'll see that he actually uh, is making people worship him. SubhanAllah. How, how, how misguided can a person be? Don't you understand and don't you know that Allah will seize you as he seized Fir'aun and Haman and uh, the Namrud and Nimrod and all of those that claim divinity and he uh, he destroyed them in the worst way and what's coming to them is even worse because uh, they will have punishment in their graves and they will have punishment in the hereafter may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you and I from falling into uh, this kind of madness. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to uh, see and understand our place in the world that uh, we are, actually we were created to be servants of Allah, to be in servitude to Him. And it's a tremendous honor. It is a tremendous honor. Uh, And whoever was deprived of this honor was deprived of everything. Whoever is deprived of the honor of worshiping Allah, the creator of the heavens and the earth, on a daily basis, uh, he was deprived of the most important thing. And people will get to see that clearly when they come to him on the day of reckoning, and they will be filled with sorrow that they did not worship him, uh, did not have the honor of worshiping him. And then, subhanAllah, they will they see how their ending will be and where, and, and where uh, their dwelling place will be. They will be filled with sorrow, but it will be too late. That's why my call to our dear listeners, uh, worship your creator and uh, look for the way that, he, that pleases him and the creed that pleases him from you. And uh, look for the truth. Look for uh, the, uh, uh, the system or the way or the creed that, uh, that he will accept from you and follow it if you want to be successful in this life and in the hereafter. So, my dear listeners, it was a pleasure being with you all. Uh, this is uh, the end of our show. We ask the Almighty Allah, the creator of the heavens and the earth, to bestow his mercy upon us to always allow us to be on the straight path, the path that will please him, uh, the, and to always do the deeds that will make him happy with us, and to make us from the ones that, uh, that live this life while being humble uh, in front of him and, and humble towards uh, his creation, and for us to be from the ones that will have, have success in this life and in the hereafter. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from the dwellers of paradise. Ameen, ameen, ameen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Subhanahu rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wassalamun ala al-mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Jazakumullahu khayyam. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.